Welcome to Shorts with Tara and Jill. This is Jill. This is Tara. Okay, Tara, I have a question for you. For a change that I'm not going to gripe about something. I, I truly have a question. So I've noticed that people have different coats, like fashion coats. So sometimes, you know, when I watch these influencers, they might have like a puffer, but they might have, they have like a lot of coats that they're showing. So, and I grew up with like a coat, like one coat, two coats. Where do people put all of these coats? And some of the coats you wear inside, some you wear outside, some of them, they're long, they're short. Where do they put them? Like in their little apartments in New York City, where do those coats go? I mean, you're asking the, you know how many coats I have. We talked about this before. It's, I don't, I haven't even counted how many coats I, it's, it's an obscene amount of money, obscene amount of number, but I don't know. I think about that a lot with these uh, New York influencers. They have so, first of all, they really never wear the same thing twice, like literally. So where is it going? Where are they putting it? They don't have the space. But yeah, maybe, they maybe they like, I think like, they posh market. I think they like sell it. Like oh, once yeah. they, it, they sell it, but there are some who I've, you know, they wear, like I follow them over time and they, they change out their coats a lot. <laughs> I don't know where they're putting their coat. A lot of brands send coats because um, it's an easy sell. Because if it looks good, it really pulls an outfit together, if you think about it. Like, you could be wearing an all-black outfit and just have this really fabulous coat, and it, like, totally makes a difference. You could be wearing jeans and a button-down, and you put on this fabulous jacket. It's, like, amazing. And when you're living in the East Coast, like, you wear many different outfits. I mean, many different coats for different weather. So it's a really easy sell, in a sense, because it's an actually really easy way to style, too. So a lot of the brands send a lot of coats to these people. Also, you know, there's like little short, like Aloe has these cute coats for like working out, you know, that little, um, yeah, so cute. A girl that I work out with in the morning, she wears that. I mean, she really only wears it to the gym, I think. Like, so there's so many different ways to wear them, but you're right. I mean, everybody has a different type of coat. And then a lot of people are asking me like, what's on trend right now? And it could really be anything because there's so many different styles, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, when I look over at my like coat rack, I have like five or six different coats that I've worn in the last week. Like just depending on what I'm wearing. Like if I'm wearing a long skirt, I got to wear a different coat than if I'm wearing pants. It's just, yeah. Yeah. The um, one jacket I do not have is a puffer because... I was like, I need like a puffer because it just makes sense. But I just don't, I don't know. I don't wear it that much, but I kind of probably need one. I could just wear my kids. I usually take the girls puffers. Yeah. I love my, I have a Uniqlo puffer and I love it. It's so lightweight. It's so warm. It's fine, but it's not, it's like, I would love to level up a little bit. Yeah. It's fine for just like running around. The girls, so, you know, their Aritzia puffer is, like, mm-hmm. everything right now. So they were like, Mom, they're sweet. They were like, you should get this. It's so warm and it's so cute. I'm like, I don't – I love you, but I'm not going to – I'm not going to show up at your high school with the jacket that every high school gets wearing. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point, actually. When you're considering purchasing something that might be a little, like, trendy, think about 
what kids at high your high, kids high school are wearing. <laughs> Do you want to be one of those people? Yeah, and also, I mean, I'm like shorter or the same height as many of these people, right? These kids, you like how ridiculous would I look if I walked? Like Penelope has a recital on Friday. What if I came in the Aritzia buffer with all the other kids? Yeah. Uh, we had a bunch of girls here last Friday at Penelope's friends. There was like ten girls. There was a pile of black Aritzia jackets at my door. I was laughing. I'm like, I if I showed up like that, it would be, you know. There are some people who dress like they're in high school. This is true. Like some moms, right. you know. Moms. I mean, when the Juicy Couture thing was in, I mean, there were grandmas at Nate and Al's with Juicy on their ass. I was like, this is too much. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you can't do that. You can't, just can't. Don't do that. I'm going to just say don't. Is that fair? Yeah, I think it's fair. I mean, yeah, I think it's fair. Okay. Um, so, Tara, have you ever thought about how, taking on a business partner? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) But do you remember a long time ago, these people wanted to acquire my business and they wanted to like make many of me. So they wanted Mm -hmm. to, you know, invest in me and also have like other people doing what I do. So they'd be like Tara West and then people under me who would be stylists. Yeah. And I said, I think it's a great idea, but very hard because we also live in Boston. There's not that many stylists and mm-hmm. you need to be really good if you're going to, I mean, cause you know, I am really good. No, but it's like to the caliber. People want me. Like if you're going to hire me, you want me, you don't want somebody yeah. else. I mean, I'm sure that's how, you know, a uh, celebrity stylist, I'm sure their clients feel the same way. They don't want the assistant dressing them for the Oscars, you know? So I think it's, so no, in that regard, I, I don't want a business partner. Do you? But what would happen if you thought about it slightly differently and if your business partner did all the stuff that you do to run your business that you don't want to do or that is not valuable for clients? So you were still the person who did all the working with clients and the fashion stuff, but the other person did all the other crap. Like, you know, and maybe worked with an assistant to to go pick up and drop off and, you know, all the accounting and like just the back office stuff. And maybe also thought about maybe they would drive partnerships or they would, you know, just do like stuff that is more less fashion oriented. I would would absolutely love that. And I probably need that. But the thing is, who wants to do that? I mean, you can hire most people want to just. I don't know if a business partner would come on to just do that piece. I mean, it's, I would love it. I think maybe it'd be somebody you would hire to just do that piece. I don't know about a partner. Yeah. Do you know? I don't know. I don't know how, how interesting that is to somebody. To me, it doesn't seem interesting, but I would love it. So when you put it like that, yes, I would very much like that. Because I know like you and I know somebody who has a silent partner. I won't say who it is, but we like, there are, there are people who are, the face of the business who have silent part. It's like, like Kim Kardashian, you know, with skins and whatever she has partners. Right. Um, I don't know what the share is, what the split is, but, um, sometimes they're, they're more out, you know, one of the partners is more other than the other, but also the partner could be a source of funding. It could be, you know, put in money and help grow the business anyways. So I love uh, that idea. So you sold me on it. So yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> You're like, okay, I want to be the next scams. Let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I know that when I when I had my startups, um, I loved having a business partner. I mean, it was our, my co-founder was my was my you know quote unquote partner. I had other partners in the business who were investors, but um, my operational partner was Laura and the two of us, it was just immensely helpful to have that other person um, in part because we were like yin and yang, like we're different people and have different strengths. And so she could take on stuff that I wasn't so great at and vice versa. Um, and when we were in meetings together, you know, if one of us was just like tired and didn't want to, didn't want to keep talking, you know, they can take over. Um, it's also just having that like source of like support when things are going badly or even when things are going well, someone to celebrate with. Like it's just having that sounding board and just someone who's there right alongside with you. Um, it really is like a marriage. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like with uh, Jackie, my PR person, we're kind of in that situation right now. Um, we, you know, we're celebrating the wins. We also get very frustrated when we're not where we're at. Um, so I feel like that relationship is that for me right now, but I definitely, um, think in the future, if somebody wanted to come on and do what you said, that would be great. Um, yeah, I mean, I have always worked alone because even when I was a therapist, I was my own business. And so that was very isolating though, because it's like, you don't really have anybody. And, um, a lot of therapists, I think, feel that way when they have private practice or just in general. It's a very isolating business. Um, you do have like a supervisor that you can bounce things off of, but in general, it's just you. Yeah. So I don't feel like I'm in that situation right now, which is really good. I didn't like that at all, to be honest. Yeah. It was like too much for your like dealing with yourself and big problems. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, you know that I bill myself as a pop up business partner, so whenever, so what I tend to do is jump in as a temporary business partner. And I've done that with you sometimes where you might just need like a little bit of that for a short amount of time, but you don't want to like give away half your company. Um, And so, uh, and that's fun for me because I get to see different founders and spend time with different founders and be like that sounding board for them. So I know that must be so fun for you because you get to see so, I mean, you're always talking about all these different businesses and it's probably good for you too, because it kind of, um, you know, makes you think of very different for each person in each business, which only gives you more vast of knowledge. Yeah, it's really fun. It's fun. You can and you get ideas too from the variety. So, mm-hmm. um, but I like being that resource for people because I've been there. I've been a founder, so I totally get it. Like I know exactly that feeling of the three a.m. freakout. Yeah, um, I get it. So, it's fun to be able to provide help to people in that situation. And how do people find you, Jill? Well, Tara, thanks for asking. <laughs> no, I'm curious, for real. <laughs> um, no, so I mean, you can find me on my Instagram, which is Jill underscore Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never check that, so don't bother. Um, but my website or LinkedIn, my website's jrkadvisors.com um, or LinkedIn. And so one other question, when people are reaching out to you, do they have to, like, I would be a little intimidated. Not now would I be intimidated because obviously you've helped me like get to this point really. But in the beginning, how like 
should they be intimidated to contact you? And what information do you really want to know off the bat? So they absolutely should not be intimidated. I've worked with companies of all sizes, tiny, tiny, where it's just an idea up to really big ones. And um, the information I need to know up front is just like what they're looking for, like what their problem is. And it can be tiny. It can be, it can be the smallest thing. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm looking to merge with another company. Can you help me? Like <laughs> it can be, you know, I'm struggling with my sales this month. How I, Can you help me with some ideas? It can be very um, small. It could be medium. It could be big. I'm just really, I think I'm really good at taking a problem and I've been told taking a problem and breaking it down into, um, very manageable bite-sized pieces and solving like those pieces individually makes it a lot easier to digest. I agree. And not only that, I mean, I can attest that you are really good at what you do because obviously I've come a long way, but I think you're also very creative. And I think that the way that you present things are, you know, they're, um, attainable, but they're also, a, you have a creative component to use, so it makes it more interesting. And also, some of us don't think that way. And so it's really nice to be able that you have that creative creativity part of you because it's not all just straightforward numbers or whatever. It's like you help solve the problem in a way that is going to be fun in, in, regard, in some regards. Yeah. Yeah. I love to have fun and I have a good sense of humor. Um, and you know what? When faced with a problem, you just kind of say, nobody died. Like, no one died. We're going to fix the problem. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah. But thank you, Tara. You're welcome. Um, I could say, hire Jill. A-S-A-P. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Tara. All right. Have a good day. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda shorts, jean shorts, short shorts, boy shorts, tennis shorts, cargo shorts, pleated shorts, running shorts, sport shorts.